Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Here he's he ain't got to go very far. He moved up moved up a scene and in the world. San Francisco Dons do head coach Todd Golden. Coach Golden, how things out there in the Golden State of California, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's going great, man. It's going great. It's been a you know a crazy couple of days, but my goodness, uh, I'm blessed and I'm just really excited about this opportunity. Yes, indeed. I said, what did it mean to you? Uh, 
that when the university and the administration come to you say, hey, Coach Gold, we want you to take over for Coach Smith, who set a great standard in San Francisco for you to job at Washington State. They want you to lead the program going forward. So knowing that they wanted you, you was the guy they honed in on, how does that make you feel? Honestly, it's uh, I think it's more of a just a, a response to the players from the standpoint that they wanted, you know, this program is incredibly healthy. Coach Kyle did a great job. Uh, building this thing up and we want to just keep it going we continuity was key we have 10 returning scholarship players with this group all 10 are coming back which is incredibly exciting and uh, we have a really good thing going and i appreciate the administration and uh, everybody on campus you know believing in me to continue on with this charge yes indeed and so now for you you move up in one seat there you make all the choices yep. it's all on you now so how <laughs> it's all on me how in this first few days and weeks has been since you gave you given the job here? How's it been knowing that hey, everything's on me now? I don't make suggestions anymore. I make decisions now. So how's that been adjusted from giving suggestions to being the man making decisions now, saying this is how it's going to be? You know that's a great question. It's pretty funny because you know as as assistant as an associate head coach, you know there's plenty of times where you know, you have a strong opinion about something and, you know, you're just sitting over there and, and wondering, you know, if it would work or not. Well, well, now you can you can have all those strong opinions, but the bottom line is you're going to be responsible for them. And uh, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great challenge. And, uh, you know, obviously there's added pressure and, and everything along those lines. But, hey, this is, this is why we do it. This is why we enter the profession. And uh, I just feel great that I've been able to retain a lot of my staff. And, uh, like I said, we have great kids in our program who are high achievers both on and off the court. And they're, they're going to make my life a lot easier in this transition. Exactly. That's very key uh, for you. I, I saw somebody, when they promoted you, I'm like, well, they'll still be okay because he's already been there. You can retain some, yep. some of the staff if Coach Kyle don't raid the staff. Which is, <laughs> which you keep right, on, right, right, right. You can keep most of your staff and keep the players there. They won't feel like, I don't know who's coming in here, who, who from wherever coming in here. And also, right. you can – keep the guys we're recruiting already in contact with, yep. say, hey, we're still here. It's just one guy's gone. Don't stop the show here. That's right. No, that's right. And, like, my, my, my main focus uh, when I was promoted was really to just to focus on our current guys. You know, a lot of times when uh, when a new coach gets a, a new job, you know, the, the program might not be in good shape and they might have to go out and recruit new student athletes to, to fill spots and, and rebuild the program. I'm fortunate that that's not the case here. Like I said, Coach Kyle did an amazing job building the foundation. And uh, to your point, all 10 guys coming back, the two scholarship players we have coming in um, are committed to, to still be a part of this program moving forward. And uh, and it's a very healthy environment and uh, one that I'm just, just blessed to, to take over. Exactly. And also, which you get the job here early, you can run the workouts and implement your system, your style, your plan, your world tweaks you're going to go with since Coach Kyle's moved on. Right. Yep, and and the good thing for our guys is that not a lot in that regard is going to change. You know, I think uh, we had a, a very successful blueprint, successful plan. Um, you know, we're going to coach Kevin Hovde, who I promoted to my associate head coach, who stayed on with us and I'm very happy about. You know, we're going to try to put our fingerprints on this program a little bit and try to find little incremental ways that we can make improvements, but the bottom line is this program was headed in the right direction, and it's really it's our job to continue steering it that way. And I know at the major level, player development is very, very key. 
So as we yep. move into here to April, May, June, and on beyond towards the fall when the season starts again, what is the plan to put development plan to get these guys better? Are you returning guys to get them into their games mentally, physically, and emotionally there? Yeah, well, you know what? We're going to use the spring as a time to really work on our individual offensive game. Uh, you know, spring's a time, uh, to your point, to really work on individual skills, whether it be dribbling, whether it be shooting, scoring, driving. Uh, and we're going to put these guys through a couple workouts every week where we're focusing on that. And at the same time, we're going to start playing some one-on-one, some two-on-two, even some three-on-three, so we can really continue to work on playing together. You know, using those skills that we're working on in those individual workouts well, it's, we got to try to implement those in game situations. So we're going to put two-on-two two out there, just continue to find ways to play together, kind of learn the intricacies of two-on-two, three-on-three basketball, because those situations show up quite a bit in five-on-five. You got that right. Like, just like UCF could have won the game against Duke, but they messed up a fast break, you know what I'm saying? So like you said, <laughs> yeah. like you said Coach, those incremental moments when you're doing one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, it shows itself up on, on a fast break, secondary break as well, primary break. You might see that. So it's good at those drills now. And you got to be happy you have four hours. Now, I know you I mean, guys only have two hours. You still only have two. They have four. Right. So you can really get a lot more done with four than two. <laughs> you know, man? There, there's no question about it. Not, honestly, that was a, a change that the NCAA made that was, was really a smart change, right? Because the old rule used to be eight hours a week, two hours on the floor, six hours in the weight room. Now they've kind of evened it out four hours on the floor, four hours in the weight room. And, uh, you know, it's just better for the players because the bottom line is, you know, these guys are 18 to 22 years old. You know, they're young adults, but they need coaching. They need more coaching. They need more individual attention on the floor. And I think as you see, um, you know, the years go by, you're going to see more and more skilled players because it's just going to be a result of the coaches being able to mold them better, spend more time with them and really guide them that way. Exactly, and again, like I said, helping develop these guys as men as well. And for the classroom now, Coach, uh, what are your philosophy on the classroom getting these guys to also be be student athletes? I know they're athletes, but also become students and get leave with their, their degrees as well. No, it's it's the most important thing in our program. And to be honest, we're uh, we're very transparent about it on the front end. Uh, we want guys with great attitudes, great work ethics, and guys that really want to be at San Francisco. And the bottom line is. If you're not taking care of your academic business, then you're not going to play in our program. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've really done a great job achieving in the classroom over the last couple of years. I think over the last two years, we have a grade point average somewhere between 3.3 and 3.4. Uh, it's remarkable. It's one of the best in the country. We had four members of our team on the all-West Coast Conference academic team this past year, and I think we have eight or nine guys out of our 13 scholarship players last year that made over a 3.2. So... Um, you know, we, we believe smart wins. We believe responsible wins. And, uh, you know, if you're not able to handle your business that way, you're, you're probably not going to be able to cut it to be a dawn. You got there right, Coach. And I can say I know that's – I know out in California, a lot of schools have high academic standards. You have to perform sure. in the classroom and on the court to play out there because I know a lot of schools out there are very big academics, especially the UC program and non-UC program as well, very academic-oriented. No question. No question. And USF is, is a very good school, private school, um, you know, with great curriculum, both on the math side and the, and the reading side. And, uh, you know, it just provides our guys with an opportunity to, to take advantage of the scholarship, right? I mean, these guys are coming in, they're playing basketball. That's, that's really a lot of their primary focus. But at the same time, you know, we expect them to have a similar level of responsibility in the classroom because at the end of the day, 
that paper is going to take them a lot further than the basketball will for most of these kids. And I want to talk about non-conference scheduling, Coach. What's a big thing that came up with the net rankings this year? You know, it's the tournament. You, you're going to see Greensboro and Liscombe again in the, in the tournament. Also, Belmont got in, but they beat Liscombe twice to get help them with that net, net ranking. So, for you, yeah. non-conference schedule in the WCC, which is one of the better mid-major conferences, you have Gonzaga and St. Mary's who always tend to begin in the tournament. So, how do you go about scheduling these games? I know you got a lot of schools in California that you can play, so you really don't have to be bulk per se. You can kind of do it all in that area out there, all the schools you can play. So, how do you see us going about scheduling and you guys tough and getting guys to come to you and play in San Francisco as well and kind of playing up and down the coast with the schools up in Washington and Oregon and all the way through California? That's a, they're a good program as well. Yeah, no question. You know, we, we really, um, especially last year going into this year, our goal was to kind of raise the bar in terms of our, our non-conference opponents um, in our non-conference strength of schedule. Now, the funny thing is, you know, you can you can do your best to uh, create a difficult non-conference schedule, but it still is relying upon the teams that you're competing against to do their part. And last year was interesting because we thought going into the year that we were going to have a very difficult non-conference. We played Stanford. We played Cal. We had Arizona State on the schedule. We played Buffalo over in Belfast. We played Harvard at home. Uh, Cal State, Fullerton, who had made the NCAA tournament the year before. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, who was a tournament team the year before. But some of those teams did not you know, achieve as well, whether it was because of injuries or bad luck, to the same level that, that we expected it to. So our, our strength of schedule was not great. So all you can do, especially in a mid-major league, is do your best to play difficult opponents to, to schedule teams that you think are going to be good and then let the chips fall where they may and we kind of talk about it internally um you know teams in in at large situations and i i don't have the answer necessarily on how to do this but they should really in terms of their non-conference strength of schedule should be judged by what they were doing prior to the year beginning what what those opponents were supposed to finish because you can't control how they play throughout the year teams that you know are projected to finish first in their league well, if they finish sixth, you know, you were trying to play a difficult schedule and it just didn't work out that way. So we haven't found the answer to that. We're still working through it, but uh, we're, we're trying to raise the bar in terms of who we play in the non-conference. Yes, indeed. And, uh, Coach, I want to ask you this, uh, Coach Golden, uh, who are some guys in your career, whether it be professionally or personally, who's really impacted you, your life very greatly to get you to the point where they to be the head coach of USF Don? I know you're a WCC alum as well. So what are some guys that yeah. really helped you get you to the point you are today, man? That's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I've been blessed, to be honest. I, I've played for and worked with amazing, amazing coaches. Uh, you know, started back in high school with Dan Mannix. He's a Brooklyn native out in Phoenix, Arizona, where I grew up. Uh, you know, he coached our high school team. We had some great success, won a state championship. And, uh, you know, he's now retired in the Arizona State Hall of Fame with over 500 career wins. Uh, when I moved to college, uh, obviously I played for the great Randy Bennett uh, over at St. Mary's, who's still coaching today. I was on a couple of his first teams. Uh, the first two teams that made the NCAA tournament for him. And uh, my goodness, for him to be able to do what he has done over the last 20 years is flat-out remarkable. Uh, he's over 400 wins, you know, beat Gonzaga, who's the number one team in the country in the conference tournament this year to make the NCAA. And uh, he's just a guy that I really feel like, you know, would be a great person to emulate in terms of how to run the program and coach your team. And I'll, I'll say this, this is a great stat, and I love bragging about this. My junior year at St. Mary's, we had six staff members on the team, on the staff. 
five of those men, five of those men went on to be Division One head coaches. Uh, and the last guy ended up being a 40 under 40 sports business daily journal guy. So I was surrounded by incredibly talented people, great coaches, great men. And uh, they kind of molded me into the man I am today. And the last one, you know, and some people don't know this, but five years ago in years one and two, I worked with Bruce Pearl and his staff at Auburn trying to help build the foundation uh, before I got back out here to San Francisco. And he was another guy completely different from uh, from Coach Smith and Coach Bennett, but another, you know, just another great coach and a guy who really, you know, gets the most out of his players. Yes, indeed. I want to ask you about the NIT rule changes that I'm seeing so far uh, for sitting the, the post out, the lane out there, the three-point line, the resetting of, of the fouls there. Uh, it's a 10-minute mark of the half there. So looking at the NIT rules and the experiment they're doing, how are your thoughts on them? Do you feel like these rules will end up in the, in the full DD1 games in a, in a year or two maybe? You know what? It's a great question. And I think they're the college game – the NBA game and the international game, uh, you know, at some point they got to get together and, and try to find a way to make it, everything a little, a little more similar. You know, when you go from FIBA, which is the Federation of International Basketball, and then play college, you know, it's two completely different games. It really is. You know, from uh, the three-point line to the key to the shot clock, fouls, quarters to halves, everything like that. And I think that the experience, um, experiential rules and the NIT and they do it sometimes in the preseason as well. They, they are some very similar to, to FIBA-type rules in some certain ways. So I, I'm for it. I think it's a great time to experience it, uh, to give it a shot, and see if uh, you know we can kind of blend these games a little more to make them more similar. As being an NBA guy, I'll love to see them advance the ball and last two minutes of the half because I feel like that gives a team who's down a better chance to win and running up the court. Now, sometimes it works out, but a lot of times it yep. don't. So I'd rather be in that no, up in the sure. court to draw off a play, have a legitimate chance to win the game, not just throwing up a heave, three-quarter court heave, and hoping to go in. No, that would be a great rule change. And, and similar to what you were you know, just speaking about before, I, I'd be totally for – uh, you know, changing the game to four 10-minute quarters where it's five fouls per quarter. And, uh, you know, you'll have a little more scoring. You'll get a little more bonus. But it, it's, uh, it's just a little more NBA-like. It's a little more professional-like. And uh, I, I think it's always a good thing if you're able to, in terms of the rules, um, make the game more like a professional game. And going to my background in psychology, four quarters – will help a guy feel like they can come back rather than two halves. You're down big at halftime. Right. you got a half. Oh, God, we can't come back. But if you got four right. quarters, you're down at big at halftime. Let's get third quarter, knock, knock, knock it out here. We can chip away. They feel like they have more of a chance than they would if it was just two halves, per se. You know what? I, I never thought about it like that, but that's a great point. Uh, it really is. I think, you know, you go into halftime down 15, you know, your goal might be at the end of the third quarter to cut that thing to single digits, whereas – you know, you go into halftime down 15. You know, what, what do you say to your team at halftime? Uh, let's uh, let's make sure we get single digits at some point under the 10 minutes. You know, I don't know. It'd be difficult. But, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a hard sale there. <laughs> it's a very valid point. Very hard sale. Now, last one I got for you, Cozy, is I know you told me off the air it's been kind of crazy for you these last few, few days since you've been hired as coach. So talk to us. What has your day, day been like? What time you get into the office? Who's called coming by to see you, man? How's it been? You know, been a new, you know, the new coach on, on the big guy on campus now. <laughs> you know what? I, I was nervous that I was going to have to change my phone number for a little bit because I'll tell you, there were some people coming out of the woodwork that I hadn't heard from for years. But uh, 
And my wife, you know, she was getting mad at me, telling me to put my phone on silent when we were trying to go to bed because that thing kept buzzing and vibrating. But, um, you know, it, it's it's great. And uh, it's, a, it's a once, you know, it's your first job is obviously a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just extremely excited and, and happy to hear from all these people. And uh, obviously not sleeping a whole lot, but just really excited. Uh, you know, because like I said, I, I walked into a pretty unique situation. This isn't like most times where you get your first job. This is a program that's already been built up, and, and I've just been tasked with continuing that trend. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm glad I was able to retain quite a bit of our, our staff and uh, guys that share that same vision, and, and we're going to give it the best we got. Hopefully, that phone will die down for you real soon, man. <laughs> wife will be that's married. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. i gotta, I got to put that thing on silent. I'll be just fine. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Tell me what you gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m. 
Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.